Good morning. I'm speaking with state climatologist Luigi Romolo. Good morning, Luigi. Good morning, Emily. So it, we had a gorgeous weekend, a gorgeous Monday, but it's a little cool. So tell me about all of those things. Yeah, so we had a wonderful weekend heading into the end of April and going into the start of March. We were May. above normal. For, oh, <laughs> May, and uh, um, we, uh, we actually finished the month of April below normal with temperature about two and a half degrees below normal. And I think that was our first below normal month for a while now. Um, it's, it's just because we had that really cold spell near the middle of the month mm -hmm. when we got that snow and uh, reduced uh, um, the amount of sunlight that was absorbed at the surface. And we, we did make a comeback near the end of the month. We hit 74 on the 27th, um, and then we were in the 60s pretty much ever since then. And um, we're on a good start for uh, May. We're actually 7 degrees above normal so far. Uh, but that's going to change. Um, we uh, are only going to get to about 60 today. And overnight lows over the next few days are going to start to lower from the mid-40s to the high 30s. We're going to get a little bit of rainfall tomorrow um, and into Wednesday. And um, uh anywhere from a, a quarter inch to a half inch in total. But after that, it should be clear skies ahead, very sunny days, just a little bit unseasonably cold, um, you know, by about five or six degrees. Yeah, and it's so funny how, how quick, I say this probably to you every time we have a change in season, how quickly we acclimate to the new temperatures. So, you know, I, when I first started working from home in mid-March, I would take the computer out and work on the porch and do audio right. editing, even if it was 45 degrees outside. Well, now it's 55 degrees outside, and I don't want to go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all relative. So um, I notice um, with you know people in the winter time when when we get down to the single digits as our highs, and then we get up to about 20. People are, are loving it, but in the fall, when we dip down to 20, they're burying their faces into their coats and yes. <laughs> squinting their faces in, 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 in grim terror. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we acclimate actually quite, quite a bit. Yeah, it's been windy lately, too, and that's a seasonal change, right? Because um, I've yeah. been going on these bike rides, and they've just been rough, man. It's been great, but really tough. Right. So as we transition from winter to summer, um, during the spring, the uh, polar front is migrating northward. And as it might, it doesn't just go straight northward. It kind of moves a little north and then a little south and then a little further north. But uh, in the long run, it does move. Uh, it does move northward uh, to around the um, U.S. Canadian border. And so. Uh, right now we're in that transitional period and, and, and those are typically windier times just because of the higher pressure gradient that is produced. Okay. Luigi, do you have some apps that you like to use on your phone for either just weather or uh, radar perhaps? Oh yeah. So there are a whole 
slew of of weather apps out there for your phone and um you know most phones ship with a weather app uh with it and and um but uh you know people are always asking me well what weather app should i use and there are so many i mean the weather channel has one accuweather has one um i like two in particular there's the noaa radar pro app my wife really likes that one um it shows the the radar uh the live radar on a google map and you can zoom in zoom out um it gives you up-to-date weather forecasts, up-to-date weather alerts. So as soon as there's a tornado watch or a tornado warning or a severe thunderstorm warning, you get a, an SMS message uh, to your phone, and so you're never caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that you know, app, Luigi. That's not a free one. So it's not free, no. But it's a good um, one. Yeah. Uh, so if if you're looking for a good non-free app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, I didn't that... mean to imply that it had to be one or the other at all. I just it's a it's a really good app. And I think one of the reasons it's so good is because it, it does cost. Uh, but you yeah. do get those alerts. I love also how many layers you, you can choose the layers. So if I want to see earthquakes, I can see earthquakes from That's around right. the world. Yeah. Or yeah. lightning um, strikes. And uh, yeah, it's a really good yeah. one. It shows you where all the hurricanes are across the globe, um, <laughs> all that sort of thing, if you're into that, um, if you're a real weather weenie. Um, again, it's not it's not free, but it's not very expensive. I think it's only just a few dollars. Um, and uh, the other um, one, and my favorite one, is something called Radar Scope. And it's just uh, kind of like the, the NOAA weather radar app, but much, much better for several reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, you can radar loop for up to 30 frames. Um, and I don't know if people out there are familiar with what a radar frame is. So as the radar's spinning around in that big dome, it's shooting um, radar uh, and, and, and uh, everything that bounces off uh, whatever's in the air, water droplets, what have you, it, it sends a signal back and we get these pictures of what the radar actually looks like. And so um, it does, each of those pictures is a frame. And, and with uh, your typical uh, radar apps that you find, it, it's usually about 7 to 11 minutes per frame. Oh, wow. Where And you can only look at about 6 or 7 up to 10 frames usually at a time. And so it gives you a loop of about an hour, uh, sometimes 45 minutes. Whereas with radar scope, with 30 frames, you can actually go back and look at um, the last couple of hours and it gives you a better sense of how quick or how slow the rainfall is moving into your area. So it's great for businesses like roofers or people that work outside or hikers or bicyclists or just outdoor enthusiasts who are planning their their days and trying to figure out okay well i have maybe 30 minutes left in my in my uh, (laughs) current activity before i have to wrap it up if it rains Um, in addition to that it gives uh, a a very robust look at real-time lightning oh cool so uh, i find that very useful especially if i'm out and about because 
um, you know, there are uh, a lot of dangers associated with lightning and um, knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, when lightning is, is, is occurring and where it's occurring gives you uh, a faster uh, response time to prepare for that. Um, in addition to that, it also has a dual dual pane capability where you can compare uh, different radar layers uh, side by side. And uh, I really love that. One of my favorite features besides that on there is the distance measuring. Um, you can actually, with your finger, tap, tap one spot and drag it and see how far it is from a from a particular location, and based on the velocity, you know, using some basic Newtonian physics, um, figure out how long it would take for it to reach you. Um, but there are also a number of great apps that are available um, on the web, and one in particular is produced by the College of DePage, which is in Illinois. Um, they have... Uh, if you Google College DuPage Modeling, uh, it's weather.cod.edu slash forecast. And this is where I go to look at the model runs uh, when I'm determining my forecast for the week. Now, I don't do official forecasting, of course, um, but um, all three of us, Pete, Kenny, and I, look at these on a daily basis to try to anticipate how much rain, how much snow, how warm or how cold it's going to be over the next few days. And one of them, and it has uh, several of the, the, the primary models, uh, but the one that I like the best is the GFS model, which is the Global Forecasting System model okay. that's produced by the National Centers for Environmental Prediction. And these are the models that I look at when you're you're asking me, you know, how much is it going to snow or or um, uh, is it going to rain, that kind of thing, and or what does next week look like? And so uh, anyone c and my wife does it too. She'll go on the site on her phone and um, and uh, look at, at look at the models and see what um, you know if there's a storm coming. Cool. So two apps for the phone. One is from NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The other one right. was Radar Scope. Yeah, that one's a little more. It's about ten dollars if okay. you want the uh, pro tier. But I, I think if you're if you're a real weather enthusiast and weather uh, matters to what you do on a daily basis, I think it's a good investment. That's a good one. And tell us the DuPage website again, if you would, for the models. Yeah, sure. It's weather cod.edu slash forecast. Awesome. Great. And then there's a quick, yeah, on that web page, there's a quick links on the bottom right where you can view uh, six-hour precipitation loops. Uh, when you click on those, um, you can actually look at uh, the forecast for total accumulated snowfall, total accumulated precipitation, surface temperature. Uh, you can even look at the, the loops for the upper level winds to determine uh, if it's going to get warmer or colder over the next few days. Awesome. Well, thanks for those recommendations, Luigi. That's really great. I look forward to digging into uh, two of the three that, that I don't have. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Luigi, we'll talk to you next week. 
Yeah, sounds great. Looking forward to it. And may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you, my friend. Have a good one. You too, Emily.